0: Hi dolls. I'm thrilled to have you along for my next project, the So My Mom's a Therapist podcast. I'm actually going to be listening to your questions. So send me your questions in a voice memo to my email address, so my mom's a therapist podcast at gmail.com. Each week, I'm going to be answering those questions along with my TikTok buddy and producer, Andrew. And while you're at it, a great way for you to support this podcast is to rate, Review and subscribe. That helps us grow and reach more people, and it only takes a few seconds. Thank you for listening, and we're so grateful that you're here. All right, welcome back, dolls. Uh, This is episode 16. It's just me today. You're just going to have to deal with me. I'm so excited to have some. TikTok buddies coming on soon. Um, My buddies Levi and Evan are going to be joining me at different times to talk about dating and relationships. And last week we had uh, Sarah on, and that was so fun. Today, we're going to be finishing up our Taylor Swift series. Last time, we talked about all to annoy well. What happens when you get into a relationship or you've been with somebody a long time and they are irritating as all get out and you are frustrated? And what do you do to get out of those ruts when you are frustrated and annoyed um, in a relationship? So that's what we tackled last time. And today, we're going to be ending our series with all to date well. How do we date well. And I'm going to be giving you three pointers to take into dating. And if this isn't for you, pass it along to a friend that is dating or having a hard time dating or not enjoying dating. So I'm going to be sharing with you um, three ti- three takeaways, three tips that can help you as you are dating and, and how to date well. But before we get started, I have to share with you something funny that happened earlier this week. You know, my middle one uh, was back from college. And um, here on her spring break and so excited to be home and so excited to see the dogs and the other kids and Disneyland. And she came home sick and she ended up getting sick and she ended up uh, getting pneumonia of all things. But what happened, and why I'm saying that's funny, what happened is that when she came home, she just thought she had a bug, not COVID, but a bug. And so I ended up taking her to urgent care, but it took so long that I had to go to work. And my sweet boyfriend stepped in and met her at urgent care. And I went off to work. And what I found out throughout the day being at work is not only was she diagnosed with pneumonia, but there there is my boyfriend in with my daughter, my 19-year-old daughter. And the doctor comes in and says, look, we got to give you a shot of antibiotics because this is so bad. And we're going to give it to you in your backside. So we need you to drop your pants so we can give it give you a shot in your butt and and she's sitting there with my boyfriend and i have to admit like girl is a rock star because she turns to my boyfriend and says i need you to hold my hands and so (laughs) there he is holding her hands she's got her her pants dropped down and he i have to tell you i was impressed with him too he he told me he's like i just turned and said i'm looking at the wall don't you worry about a thing i got your hands i'm staring at the wall and there they were making it through you know, if life has taught me anything, one, if, if you, by the way, if you're older and you're in a relationship and you're in a relationship with kids, like, welcome. Welcome to a shit show. Welcome to, you have no idea when you're going to be holding some girl's hands and her pants are dropped and she's getting a shot and she's got pneumonia. I mean, you, you sign up for a lot of, a lot of chaos. Um, beautiful, beautiful chaos, but, but chaos n- none, the, none the same, nonetheless. And, you know, you just never know what life is going to throw at you. And as hard as that is, and she's doing good now, she's all better now. Um, you know, just, I would say, you you have no idea what's around the corner. Sometimes there's hard things that are around the corner, but also there's also often sometimes some pretty amazing things um, around the corner as well. Although, I don't know if he would call that as amazing, but you have to say, watching them both, it was impressive. I was impressed with him. I was impressed with her, and I was impressed with how they moved through it, and and actually, it ended up bonding their relationship and making it that much deeper, and that's what comes sometimes from hard situations. The silver lining is you grow closer, or there is the opportunity to grow closer out of them. So I thought that was a funny little story I wanted to pass on to you today. (laughs) You you never have any, not a dull moment, I have to tell you, not a a dull moment uh, in, in this life, All right, so let's tackle what we're going to look at today. And I had mentioned we're going to talk about how to date well. So, the first point I want to address is that red flags at the beginning are the red flags at the end. Now, even as I say that, there's this part of me, and that's from my friend Sarah that was with us last week. That was her line actually red flags are in their beginning, dolls, those are red flags all the way through. I don't really like the phrase or the terminology of red flag, mostly because I feel like, well, we all have them. I actually just made a post on Instagram today where I said, it's funny how we are so worried about the red flags in other people, not realizing uh, we have red flags ourselves. do. It's not really red flags. It's really when we get bumped out of our zone and what we notice and how we handle when we get bumped out of our zone, how we handle hard things. But what we do want to pay attention to in our gut in dating is what you notice in the beginning, it's going to usually be there all the way through. What do we mean by that? if this is somebody who really has a hard time and they don't con- they have a hard time maybe communicating consistently most likely that's going to be your issue all the way through if this is somebody and right in the beginning we have a tendency to override things why because we're excited about somebody we don't know them well enough to see a whole picture of them so we get very googly eyed and we're excited and we tend to override those gut feelings that are there in the beginning By the way, red flag doesn't mean run. Red flag just simply means I notice, I take notice, I watch, I'm going to log it, and then we're going to see where this goes. I'm going to say that again because that's super key. Red flag does not mean run. It means I see you. Uh Uh-huh. I see you. I see your red flag. I see you. I'm going to note you. I might even jot you down in a little, note, a little, a little notebook, but I'm going to keep track, and I'm just going to notice, and I'm going to watch as I go. That also lets your body become more regulated, because if you don't say to your body, oh, I see that, it's going to keep saying, like, we're freaking out over here. Do you not see that? They keep disappearing. What's going on here? You're not addressing it. So you want to pay attention to when your gut goes off, when you notice that. We call it a red flag, actually, because you're there's something in your body body going off. We just don't know yet if it's something big or something small. Now, one of those times that you just need to cut and run, those are going to be not red flags. Those are going to be fucking fireworks going off so big. And you're like, no, I don't see anything. And it's like exploding. You've got, you've even got a little ash on your eyebrows. It's that close. I mean, that firework is going off. You got some ash and some sparkle, some, some, some fire, fire, uh, firework dust on your face. And and yet we we will still be like, I don't see anything. (laughs) And so we want to pay attention to what is something I'm just watching and seeing as I go, right? And I keep track and I watch and see as I go. But notice that what's there in the beginning, if you in the beginning are like, wow, they like really drink a lot or like they really go out a lot with their friends, most likely if that's what you're picking up in the beginning on their best behavior, that's what you're going to be picking up all the way through all the way through. So that's our first one. Is notice what's there in the beginning is mostly going to be thinking at the end there. You're like, yeah, I saw that in the beginning. Right? Again, you don't cut and run, but we we tag it, we note it, and we watch it as we go. Right. And that's really, really important. Now here comes a, Here's the a second point I want to share with you. The second point I want to share with you too is that when you go into a relationship, you want to know going in already what's important to you. Now, we're not talking about an ideal person. I'm not a big fan of like dating with intention. Come up with a list. Come up a list of your ideal partner. I am not a fan of that because you're going to fall more in love with Flynn Rider than you are a real person. And if you don't know who Flynn Rider is, then go check out Tangled. He's the cartoon character. Character. He's the prince. He's pretty awesome. He does a smolder that is, you know, worth taking in. He's got a smolder and it gets the girls, right? But I'm going to encourage you to stick with a real person. If you get so caught up in this ideal person you want, and these are all your non-negotiables, right, or this is what I'm wanting, an ideal partner, you're falling in love with an image, with a cartoon character, as opposed to a real person, right? So what am I talking about? No going in what you're comfortable with. For instance, one of the big things I teach my clients and work with is to say, is there is there consistent communication? If from the beginning, I know if I don't see consistent communication, then then I'm out. It's not going to work. And I know that from the beginning. Now, is that fast communication or slow communication? It doesn't matter as long as it's consistent, like a tennis game. If we're hitting the ball over slowly, that's okay as long as it's the same cadence. If we're hitting over the ball fast, that's fine too. But what's jarring to our nervous system is when something's like ping, 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 and then it stops. And then it always goes ping, 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 and then it's a slow slow and our body's like what just happened why did the game just change right so we have to know that going in now why is that so important to know going in before we get into a relationship and that's because dolls Y'all get so googly-eyed, not, not not in a bad way. We all do. That's human nature, and we want to love that about ourselves. But we all get googly-eyed, especially if you start to be intimate with somebody right up front, right? When you start getting naked and you start getting hot and heavy up front, we lose the ability to see clearly. That's not a bad thing. But just know, I'm not going to get an accurate read on that person once I'm intimate with them. Right? So we want to know going in before we even go into relationship, before we even go into dating, what I know works for me and what I know doesn't work for me. And I want you to hold on to my language there. Did you notice my language? I want to know what works for me, not if they're a bad person or a good person. Because if I don't come in with this mentality that says, no, no, I'm figuring out what works for me. I'm figuring out what's a fit for me. If you can see me on the video, I'm kind of like going, I'm going more in a circular fashion. It is not about you're the problem. You're bad men should be demonized. Women are all trash. That's not going to help us get where we want to go. All that does is make us feel better because we're not feeling super great about ourselves, but that does not help us get what we want. So I want to come in and say, I need to know what works for me and what doesn't. And inconsistent communication will not work for me. It's going to trigger my body. It's not going to make me feel like I'm going into dating and I feel calm in my body and my body's regulated. So that's a big one. So you want to know going in certain things that you say. I just know this works for me. I would much rather have you focus on that than writing a list and, and about and dreaming about your your dream partner. In all of these, we're kind of keeping track too of our body, what's going on in our body. How do we how do we walk through dating well? One of the other things that I want to go back on and make sure it's important is if you have had a lot of trauma history, whether it's ruptures in, in, in somebody being faithful, or you saw that with your parents growing up. If we have quite a large trauma history, our body will sit in dating in a way that's very difficult. So I want to speak specifically to if you've experienced a lot of trauma in dating there's some big challenges there. Not that you can't do it, but I want to just sympathize and say, man, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard on our bodies because a trauma body will tend to revert to two different extremes. It'll be hyper, hypersensitive where the person literally just flips their phone upside down and your body's like, oh, what just happened there? What did they do? Is that a threat? Is it a threat? And it'll be hypersensitive to threats. Or the other end of that, which a lot of people don't talk about, is that it will override Indicators, if you want to call them red flags or fireworks, it'll override those when there are when those are things we should be paying attention to, because part of what allowed your body to 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 survive trauma in the past was to be able to override when you've if you grew up a lot, around a lot of trauma if you grew up in in something that happened, whether it's a crisis event or situations or environment, your body has learned to survive by overriding those and and almost that high level of grit of like, that's fine, I can get through this. That's fine. I can do this. I can handle this. I can handle this. And when your body overrides it, it will often override things we do need to pay attention to. These are not bad things. These are doesn't mean you're broken, dolls. We are not broken, but we just want to be so gentle with these bodies that have been through a lot. And we want to be able to come in and say, I just need to pay attention. If If I I need to pay attention and I may need to bring again in that friend that says, you know, I overrode this. It doesn't feel like it's a big deal to me, but knowing I've been through a lot of trauma, what do you think about this? If somebody did this, what what would, would that bother you? And get get an outside opinion if you know your body has a tendency to override, override a red flag that we do want to pay attention to. Uh, and so we wanna just start to take that in and recognize that about ourselves and say, okay, I wanna pay attention to those things. But as always, dolls, when we're talking about relationships, have grace for yourself, especially dating, especially if you have a trauma history in dating. Man, that's a tough one in our bodies. So have so much grace because it is about practicing and learning as you go. You know, I said this in a TikTok video the other day, and somebody said, can you please expand more on what you mean? I said, because we are under construction until we take our last breath. Until we take our last breath, we are under construction, and we need to shape relationships and how we approach dating in that same way. Dating is not about success or failure. And I can hear one of you right now being like, uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm trying to get married over here. Do not tell me it's about success or failure. And I would say, okay, all right, you get married. What, what are you promised? I know it sounds a little bit morbid, but you get two months into the marriage, person gets in a car accident and they're dead. You're not promised anything. I know. I know, I just got a little bleak there all of a sudden. But my point being is it's a false promise. What I want to say is, yes, would I love to share my life with somebody? Absolutely. Does that mean, by the way, once I get in a marriage or a long-term relationship, I don't have challenges? Oh, you, doll, are going to have challenges. Talk to anybody, right? And yet we want to be able to come in and recognize going in, it's got, we are under constructions. It is about practicing and learning as I go. I may not be able to get my hands on that long-term relationship or that marriage because that's an end product I can't grab in the moment, but I can sit in relationships and say, how do I learn how to have grace for myself? And how do I learn how to practice and work on things as I go? Okay, note for next time, let me try this. Ah, even if you walk away from today's podcast and you simply say, oh, I've never thought about that, that I may, because of my trauma history and because I can handle a lot of really hard things, I may override something that really is a big thing that I need to pay attention to. And can I get somebody around me to balance off and say, you know what, I think I might be doing this. What do you see? Have you noticed that I do this, that I override something? And they might be like, "Um, yeah, they might be like, girl, that guy, he goes to the bar, he gets drunk every single night and you're acting like it's not a big deal. It's a big deal, a guy or a girl humanity, right? So we want to just pay attention to that. So start paying attention to that. All right. So we're going to end our time with one question today.
1: Hi Andrew and Lisa. I hope you guys are having a great week. Um I kind of just wanted to get some advice from you guys. Um I just got out of a situation ship, not by choice. <laughs> I was ghosted after 5 months. Um this is somebody that I do have on social media so i don't know how i am handling that to be honest and i think most importantly what would you guys recommend so i don't get into these type of situations again i mean i felt like i knew where i was going with it i had asked what he felt and he told me he really liked me so i believe that (laughs) um and so i'm feeling upset even though I knew he just wasn't right for me
0: oh I love that love that you sent it to us and shared it with us not love the situation because I know that's painful and that's that's tough but let's let's talk about this one really quick first of all Man, this is so hard, especially if we're like, and I could kind of just hear it in your voice. We're hoping, we're we're hoping that it's there. We're hoping it all pans out. And, you know, you, you mentioned something that I think happens with a lot of people. And that is, you said, you know, I asked him how he felt about me. And he said he really liked me. And what we're looking for is that do their actions match their words? Because sometimes we will hold on so tightly and we'll hold on to the words that they like us. And yet if we looked at their actions, if we watched with our eyes, I would say, was it consistent with the words? Because the actions have to match the words or it doesn't feel super great in our body. The other thing we want to pay attention to And this is from Sarah, too. She was, we were chatting about this the other day, is that when your body gets into, whatever dance you start in the beginning is the dance that rolls all the way through the relationship. So right in the beginning, if it starts to feel like a situationship, sometimes we'll hold our breath thinking if we can get the words and maybe it'll grow into something more. And I would say, doll, if we don't want to go into another situationship in the future, and it sounds like you don't, I would say right from the beginning, right from the beginning, I'm setting up a dance. When I have people on this couch in my office, oftentimes they'll come in and the reason the relationship isn't working is because one of the people changed the dance. And I'll often say, you know, you can change the dance, but just notice, notice one of you just changed the dance because people will get into a dance and this is, and it works for them. Notice, my guess is it worked for this guy. If it didn't work for him, he would have done something about it. So you get to come and say, right from the beginning, does this work for me? Does this work for me? And right from the beginning, if it's not working for you, that's where we want to look. If we hold our breath hoping it's going to change, we're going to end up in another situation ship. So how do I hold on to myself? And it's kind of, there we go again, creating that internal parent that says, I need to protect myself to say, you know, you say you like me, and yet I don't hear from you for two weeks, and then you just show up when you want to come crawl into my bed. That doesn't feel super great. Ooh, you hear words like that. Those are words of protecting ourselves. Now our fear is, if I say those words, my concern is they may I'm, I'm, they may ghost me or they may disappear altogether. And I would hold on to that to say y- yes. But if if you don't say those words, then this is what it's going to look like a month from now, five months from now. And do am I okay with that? Because what we end up doing subconsciously is holding our breath, hoping for a future outcome. And our brain will tell us, don't say anything. Don't say anything because you, it might be coming and you could be messing it up. And I, that's where I'd come back and say, I know that's hard and I know that's scary. But if I'm not getting that dance now, I'm not going to get a different dance three months from now. And so that's where I'd come in right from the beginning and say, I've got to set it up right from the beginning as a different kind of dance. And again, that kind of talks to that second point we talked about today, is I have to know before going in what works for me and what doesn't. And somebody who disappears for two weeks, shows up for sex or shows up for an awesome weekend, emotional, everything, and then disappears again, that's not gonna work for me. That's not gonna work for me. And notice if you're watching the video, how I tend to myself, it's almost like I'm hugging myself and holding myself saying, I know this is hard, and i know you keep thinking it's going to change we be very sweet with ourselves but this is what's in front of me right now does this work for me and that's where you stay all right dolls with that i got to go back to work i've got a client here as always be kind to people you have no idea what they're going through we know we watch something on the media or the news or on tiktok and man y'all on tiktok you're all savage yes there there are people that are savage not everybody But savage, savage in those, the comments and the hate, that does not do our world, uh, that does not do our world any good. That is a disservice to our world. So be kind, be kind with your words, be kind with people around you, hold the door open. You have no idea if you pay for Starbucks for the person behind you, that you're the only person that made their day or even thought of them. Be kind to the people around you. All right. Keep sending in your voice memos. I got them. I'll have a buddy with me here next week. Super excited. Um, but keep sending them to So My Mom's the Therapist podcast. Also, just a reminder, rate, review, subscribe. That allows us to keep doing this and keep answering your questions. And with that, I will say goodbye, dolls.